Before we start, a quick thanks to our sponsor, NPR. With 15.8 million monthly users, NPR is the number one podcast publisher in America. But numbers only take you so far. Stay tuned to find out how NPR sponsorships drive connections for brands. Hello and welcome to Digiday Live, our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits around the world. I'm Aditi Sangal. If you know Brian Morrissey, you know he's on Twitter a lot and he listens close to the media world, especially Rich Antoniello of Complex Network. Brian thinks Rich is slowly morphing into a thought leader on Twitter. And so for this session from the Digiday Publishing Summit, Brian curated some of the recent Rich tweets and quizzed him on stage. You want to listen to this for some candid thoughts on business models in media and also for a very healthy dose of the Brian and Rich camaraderie. So we are going to try something actually new because most times I have to go through uh, a series of PR people and prep calls and stuff like this. Rich rolls completely differently. <laughs> so we are going to do deep thoughts with Rich because I don't know if any of you follow Rich on Twitter, but he's slowly morphing into a thought leader, life <laughs> coach, inspirational speaker. Um, and so I personally, general asshole, general asshole <laughs> I wanted to get some, I wanted to get the deep thoughts behind the tweets. So there was no preparation for this. I just went by. No, yeah, you wouldn't give me a goddamn thing, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Are you ready, Rich? Yep. Okay. Recently, Rich tweeted, there is a huge difference between a builder, capital B, <laughs> and one who financially engineers, scare quotes, it is infinitely more unique and difficult to create, all caps, new and additional jobs, brands, and businesses than, quote, move money around. Hashtag always add true value. Yeah. What's behind that, this? Um, that was... Who are you talking about here? Uh, that actually, believe it or not, was more of a cumulative thing of a whole <laughs> bunch of conversations that I've had. You know, it, there's this little rumor that people have been talking about, like, trying to roll up a whole bunch of businesses out there. Everybody's been threatening to do that from all the, like, forever. And I have news for you. If your theory of a roll-up from start is to uh, play with the economies of scale and drive EBITDA rather than own conversations, uh, you failed before you fucking started, and you might as well take your billion dollars and go spend it somewhere else. And so that's, that's one part of that tweet. The other is there's a lot of businesses, you, we talk about this all the time, who are constantly chasing revenue. It's the new hot thing, so let me financially engineer a branded content studio, even though technically your content isn't even that deep from a verticalized audience perspective, so you don't really have ownership of it, so you're not going to be able to transfer that to an advertiser through that respect. So it's a little bit of shots from that standpoint of not chasing a market, but building and creating them. And that's, that actually creates new jobs. It creates differentiation in the marketplace. It gives advertisers and, and uh, clients better results at the end of the day. It, instead of just pretty optics on a financial basis. Okay. Any names you want to? Who are you talking about here? Uh, like, uh, uh, <laughs> boy, that's a long list. But I can't do that. I can't do that. Okay, we'll see. All right. Next, next tweet is: It is very rare, all caps, that <laughs> the people I talk loudly businesses that actually come up with the idea and do something first actually get credit. 
for it. You, you've got like a semi-Trump thing going on. I, I, oh, <laughs> that is so bad. I'll see you at the bar later. Um, the, look, look, the, I, I, I think in this industry, there's a lot of brands and people specifically that seemingly uh, come in and take somebody else's idea, copy it or iterate it, but because they are either on a very large platform or a platform that gets an awful lot of press and PR on a consistent basis, get credit, like, when BuzzFeed does anything, don't get me wrong, Jonah's great and he's super smart and they've done a lot of new things, but by the way, not everything they've done was them first every single fucking time. Like, that's insane, but they get credit for doing everything first all the time. And I think- but Is it a good thing to be doing things first? Shouldn't you like learn from the person who goes first and then just not make those mistakes? Well, we have that conversation yeah, all the time. Like, yeah, well, rich. okay. So I have a little theory <laughs> that the one thing I've learned in the digital space over these last 15 years is first or best, that you don't want to be either one and just hear me out. First, you know, whether it's, uh, and again, it could be Ask Jeeves to Google, it could be Friendster and MySpace to Facebook and best, it's not, it's not bad being best, but best in this point in the, in the digital space, there's a very fast uh, point of diminishing returns. So you don't actually extract all the credit for being best to the degree, whether it's a CPM or anything else like that. So I always wanna be a combination. I tell even my content guys or even the revenue guys is be a combination of early and better. And a combination of those two is better than being first or best. Okay, that was good. Ask Jeeves definitely didn't do it best. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just be clear on the goal. <laughs> be focused on why, and even more importantly, who you are doing it for. You realize it, Twitter is the platform, and you can get lost in a feed, and it just helps every once in a while, right? It keeps the fire burning every single day. Look. No hashtag. No, inspiration, inspiration is very important. And I think, I was just having a conversation with somebody outside about this, is when I became a father, I became a much better CEO. Um, uh, in both, both to my team, um, but also the beautiful part about something like Complex is I believe it's really important to create a platform uh, and a conversational platform for uh, people that probably wouldn't have other places to go. So I think there's a bigger play there. And when you think about who you're doing stuff for and why you're doing it, if you have other people other than yourself, you know, when you get challenged or you have a tough day, it's easier to get inspired and then just beat yourself up. And I think that when you have a, a greater good and a other people that you're worried about, it just, it's more fire in the, it's more logs in the fire. Do you find it difficult though? I mean, complex is, I mean, you're, you're a young man, but like Not it's really. for like young men who are into sneakers and hip hop and things like this that uh, of even like relating to it at some point. Well, you have to remember where I grew up, so I have a little bit of a cheat. Like, I grew up in Brooklyn listening to hip-hop and going to Fulton for my sneakers, so all I did was take professional experience and get to apply it to topics that I care very much for. And I do, even though, you know, there's, there's a plenty of our executive staff who doesn't know the difference between, you know, little, little, little pump and little vert, so, like, it's totally, most people in this audience probably don't either, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> But but my a lot my, of like nervous laughter. Yeah, <laughs> but my, my point there is is you have to know the reference and the original point of those conversations to truly be authentic and credible in all the marketplaces we play in. So I, even though I might not be super up on every single thing today, 
from an inspiration and a reference point perspective, it's very important that I'm there. Okay. So it continues to inspire me. We'll be back after this quick break. 80% of NPR podcast listeners hold a more positive opinion of brands that support NPR. That's connection at scale. To learn more about sponsorship opportunities across NPR platform, visit npr.org slash for brands. Now back to the episode. Being open-minded is not just the willingness to listen to other others. It is being open to potentially changing your mind and or perspective on the issue. Too many people claim to be open-minded. Listening is not enough. We have a lot to learn from each other. Hashtag be open to change. Yeah, that's my political statement. But the, uh, that's the kinder, gentler Rich Antonello. No, the, uh, look, that, that is, I, I, I have been finding a lot of people on both sides um, saying, I'm open-minded, and they listen to somebody else, and they're shaking their head, but honestly, they're not listening to a word. And just being able to see somebody else's perspective and appreciate it and be respectful, not beyond respectful, but empathetic to it, that there might be a different angle, and being willing to open your mind and change your mind is the definition of open-mindedness. Don't say you're open-minded if you just listen, but really shut down every word that that person says. And I think that's a big ill of what's going on right now culturally. Okay. Rolodexes, oh, scare quotes, and even most skills are well, so perishable. I, I didn't know if people knew what a Rolodex was <laughs> okay. anymore. And will only continue to mean less and less due to the relevance for shorter and shorter periods of time, thought process, and the ability to come up with the new, different, and original ways to attack is everything at Complex. Uh, well, that, that, it's not just here, but you know, I think the biggest, if you think about uh, 15 years ago, I was in the magazine, 16, 17 years ago, I was in the magazine industry, and when we came up with a new and different thing, we got maybe a year or two to exploit it before everybody else was able to capitalize or copy. Um, and now, whatever you come up with in this space on any side of your business, somebody can come in and copy that and maybe iterate it and make even make it better almost instantaneously. So it's the ability to think about how to make things fresh and new continuously for your audience, for your client, for your advertising agency, for everything along those lines. So for me, it's the thought process of differentiation, the thought process of, of super serving what the goal is and how to do it in a fresh perspective. That's the skill set that I'm looking for, not who you know, or, well, look at what I did 10 years ago when it was probably also a team. But the, you know, like I think, I think people, I don't give a shit what you did because nobody else does either. The audience is like, well, what do you got for me tomorrow? And I think if you don't think about that from a staffing perspective, you're gonna be in trouble. Gotta keep changing the game. Okay, this is a good one. The level of hypocrisy, <laughs> that should have been all caps, that most people <laughs> exhibit is astounding. Have some real empathy and respect for people. You can't demand it if you don't give it. Are you having a bad day? <laughs> I got a bad day every day. Uh, I mean, we're in media, right? So <laughs> I know, that's why. Why are you sensitive to hypocrisy? No, it, well, look, I, it's, I don't mind how difficult a situation is, um, but I, what I, and you know what this came from, to be honest with you? This was a real big conflict between two departments. And, you know, we, we preach a single agenda. We preach single goals and how to get there together. Um, and we had 
two leaders, the leaders too, this isn't even from like a mid-level on down, but the leaders that were, both came to me separately, which is something they're not supposed to do, um, came to me separately whining. I got text messages, I got phone calls, I got chased down, and, and it wasn't like, here's where they went wrong in their thought process. It was straight whining and just finger pointing. And I just didn't understand because they were both massively flawed in the overall agenda of what we were trying to do, and I was just frustrated. Okay, it's fair. Vision, all caps, <laughs> isn't just the ability to invent slash come up with new different product or position. You must also be able to have the correct growth plan to align with marketplace timing. Okay. Well, well and the, the okay, important part you, there is one you can change and the other you cannot. I mean, look, you can come up with the greatest idea in the world that is super different as well, but if it, say it's a monetization product, but they, the community isn't ready to buy it yet, or it's a, an audience driving product, and the audience is kind of like, I'm not there yet, I'm not into that yet. You, you have to have an understanding. It can't just be, here's a tremendously different idea that is gonna change the game, and here's how I'm gonna make it manifest correctly. Because I could see what people are ready for to accept, and I don't think people add that layer on all the time. And I think that's something that people have to consider even more so. I say it all the time. It's like, uh, there's probably another tweet in there, but it's like whether it's, it's not just what and why or even how, but it's when you do something that's very important. Sequencing is the most ignored thing in the thought process of launching new products and brands. Okay. I truly believe the ultimate indicator of success is to be able to shift your own perspective. Even rarer is to be able to shift the perspective of others, allows for staying positive and making positive changes in the darkest of days and challenges. You know, I was coming off a podcast, um, <laughs> and somebody was asking um, about uh, when we were running out of capital and before we had raised capital, and you know, uh, we were still owned by Echo Unlimited, the, uh, the, the company, the fashion company, and they came to us and asked for a 40% reduction in staff. And uh, I was like, if we reduce the staff 40%, we're not gonna have a business. So I went to all of our leaders, basically everybody middle management and above, and I asked everybody to take 20% to 40% reductions, basically. Well, maybe I took a much larger cut, and we all, we kept every single person on staff and we all gave up a ton. And I had no belief at that time that I was gonna be able to convince people that the greater good was to give up salaries. And this was 0809, by the way, so it wasn't exactly easy to get people to give up money in 0809, um, but to believe in the bigger vision. And to be honest with you, if I had to be asked at one critical time and one critical thing that I was able to sell through to my team, it was, if we didn't do that, we wouldn't be here. Okay. All right. Thank you. You should have ended with that one. <laughs> okay, so this is the last one. <laughs> so funny how 99% of people have absolutely no idea how media deals work. Perception is so far off of reality. Yeah, this was... Um... <laughs> <laughs> this about? was uh, when we were, we were actually negotiating, it wasn't even specific to one person, we were negotiating new um, talent contracts for people who work on our um, shows, like some of our franchises and brands, and um, they, were, they would randomly, them and their like, 
low-grade, uninformed managers who have never worked on anything in their <laughs> life would reference, I had somebody outright reference um, a podcast deal that somebody just got, and I said, you know, that's, there's, no, there's no minimum guarantee that is a 100% rev share, and he looks at me and goes, what's a rev share? And I was like, we can end this conversation right now. <laughs> um, but, 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 but that would literally, honestly, is, there's a lot of people out there that, some people understand the new world order, we've actually cleaned that up and gotten much better, but there's a lot of talent out there that's still operating like it's 1999, and everything is super premium like a TV perspective. There's, thank God, a lot of the newer talent that is moving and used to moving around platforms that they want to be partners as long as very uninformed managers don't get involved. Okay, Rich, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. Cool. That was Deep Thoughts with Rich. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked our show, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Anchor.fm. You can also tweet at me. I'm at Aditi Sangal. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week with another episode.